Okay. Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Toda Madre, the podcast. I know that I haven't been on in a while. I know that there's been like another teeny tiny hiatus. But again, I wanted to hop on and say, guys, the school year's over. I've been adjusting to the schedule of momming 24-7 as well as being a full-blown entrepreneur. And that has been an adjustment in itself. I definitely feel like that... um, that reel that's like, you knew here, you knew here. Um, because yes, that is definitely real life for me. It's been an adjustment, but I feel like I'm getting the hang of it. Um, I'm also learning a ton. I'm also growing a lot in the fact of what I want my business to look like. Um, I'm in the process of my trademark status and it's going really well, but it's just been a lot but it's been a lot of good things. So that's first and foremost. So the topic that I really wanted to talk about was for June, I kind of wanted to keep a theme of body positivity slash body love slash self-love, kind of all the things, just because as soon as summer arrives, it's like the dreaded notion or thought of like, okay, I have to put on a bathing suit or, okay, it's time to bring out the shorts or, okay, it's time to wear the top with no sleeves. So I have to show my arms. There's all of these little thoughts that tend to come out because of the season that comes in. And I I just thought it was really crazy because we think summer and it's like, yeah, summer vibes and summer nights and summer is just such a memorable time. Um, granted we live in Arizona, so a lot of us are just like, oh my God, it's so hot, which granted it is, but summer brings so many good things. And just like in the beginning, I think it was like end of May. And I was sharing this on my stories, how, you know, summer used to be something that we glorified as children. It's something that we really looked forward to. Um, as a matter of fact, we were like, oh my goodness, um, thinking of all the things we were going to do in the summer, right? We were thinking like, I'm going to watch a gazillion hours of TV. We're going to go to the movies late at night. I don't have a bedtime anymore. Um, I can go to my neighbor's house or I'm going to spend the night at my cousin's house, all of the things. And then now as an adult, we completely submit to the fact that summer just doesn't exist. It is the regular grind. It is our regular nine to five schedule. And we don't try to infuse any of the good stuff that summer actually does bring. So I just wanted to start with that intro first. That's really the vibe that I was going for. But then when we get like kind of excited about summer or we don't even get excited about summer at all and we just think about it, just a regular schmegular thing, we think summer and then we welcome all of these negative thoughts because it's all around things that we are able to wear or should be wearing because it's warmer outside. But then it gives us like all these feels or uncomfortability because we're just like, am I going to wear those shorts? Am I going to wear that dress? Am I going to wear that bathing suit? And I'm being fully transparent. I was definitely a little nervous about going to Puerto Rico. Um, in the beginning of May and wearing a bathing suit. And this is my, I had a baby and my body is just different. And there was a lot of 
mindset work that I had to do around that, but a lot of just like self-love work that I had to do along with that. Um, that again, it just goes untalked about. We just feel it. We hear it. We think it. And we just bottle it up just like everything else. Or we talk about it with other people, but it just becomes this like complain-a-thon or event sesh. And in actuality, I just want us to get to the point where there's some some acceptance around it. Because um, that's what I hope that these next couple episodes do actually for you. Um, so with that being said, today's episode is called, um, What Does Size large say about me and I'm sure you're thinking like okay what does size large say about Sylvia or what does size large say about anyone as a matter of fact and this story starts off when I was pregnant so when I was pregnant or when I learned I was pregnant I remember telling myself like okay you're gonna hold on to your wardrobe as long as possible one because I didn't want to buy a whole entire temporary wardrobe because again I was only going to be pregnant for 10 months and I kept saying that to myself you're only going to be pregnant for 10 months guys think about that that is almost a year so already set myself off with the wrong mindset of like oh I don't want to have a temporary thing granted did it take me a a while to start showing yes but there were days where I knew I shouldn't have worn certain pants just because of how uncomfortable I was And guys, let me tell you, everybody told me all the tips and tricks, the, um, rubber band loop through the buttonhole around the button and like all of this crazy stuff or like zipper holds and all these things. Um, yeah, no, or doing like the band over the buttons so that like it covered it, even though it was like all the way open. Yeah. Nuts. Um, so I learned all the tips and tricks, but I told myself I didn't want to buy a whole new wardrobe. And obviously I was fighting the change that I knew would inevitably come. Like I knew my body wasn't going to be the same after having Charlie. I knew my body was going to expand and be different after having like a real baby. And there's, again, we've, you've heard this in magazines, you've seen this on social media. Everybody puts so much emphasis on the bounce back or the snap back, um, after having a baby, but there's just certain things that won't ever be the same. You're just different. And that my number one example were my boobs. Like, yeah, I just don't think my breasts will ever be the same. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but again, that's just something that I've come to accept and I've built a lot of love around, but I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It took me some time to get to this point. Um, but again, that was my mindset at the point. Oh, sorry. But again, that was my mindset at that point. I tried hard and I was consistent. And again, I relied on all the tips and tricks. I stayed on it. I was just like, no, no, no. We're going to stay as long as I can. Um, I think I bought a couple of items, maybe like two or three things. And then I just went with looser blouses and just stuff like that. But finally, after days and weeks and a couple of months, my best friend, who is always two steps ahead of me in every single thing, she brought 
me something and it was the liberation I didn't know I needed. And she brought me this blue t-shirt and it says madre all day, every day. And it was just a nice blue, comfy, cozy t-shirt. And it was a size extra large. And at first I went, I looked and this is what's crazy. I looked at the size first before actually picking up the t-shirt and that is just so funny to remember. I looked at the size first and then I looked at the t-shirt and then I thanked her for it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. I'm totally going to wear it. But then when she left and, you know, we just said our goodbyes and everything, I picked the shirt back up and I looked at the size and I felt like this liberation within me. I felt like for the first time, it was like, it's okay that your body is bigger. It's okay that you're in this space right now because you deserve to be comfortable in this space right now. And I'll never forget that feeling because at that moment, then I was like, you know what? Absolutely. My comfort becomes a priority because here I am pregnant and trying to still stay the same, which is so crazy. And I remember again, like it just changed my mindset to like, I'm allowed to be comfortable. I'm allowed to feel good and feel cute in these moments, which then led to me being like, okay, these are my priorities. One, I want to feel comfortable, but I want to feel cute because again, as you're growing and things are getting uncomfortable and you don't feel good all day, or sometimes you're sick or sometimes you're a little nauseous, get the queda. Like what else do you have left? And so I remember those became like, if it aligns with comfortable and cute, I was with it. And then I remember at that point, like I started ordering from Newly, And I think I shared that on IG stories. I shared that I was starting to order clothes from Newly because um, one, I didn't want to spend a bunch of money on a whole new wardrobe that I kept telling myself was temporary but I get it. Like I wasn't going to always remain in this pregnant body, but it was just nice to have options. It was nice to have different outfits and to pair with different things because again, I was looking to feel cute, but comfortable. And it really liberated something in me. And, um, my best friend, again, she's always two steps ahead, but she's also always a mirror and she always holds up a mirror. And I'm going to make this a separate podcast episode, but She's always a mirror that I need that calls me out a little bit or that says, Hey, you know what you're doing? Okay. Or you have, you're putting a lot of, a lot more pressure on yourself than you're supposed to really be. And, um, so with that, I moved to cute and comfy because I'm not going to lie to you at the end of my pregnancy, compression socks were the jam because my feet were, ouchie. They were just so sad. They were just so hinchadas. I cannot think of the word. Oh, they were so swollen and belly bands were the jam as well, as well as my Crocs because Crocs became the only shoe I could wear at the end, um, along with my Burks. 
but even the burks the straps at the top were getting kind of tight again guys the swelling in my feet was no joke at that point um so then came the time where i then had charlie right and I began to breastfeed. That journey did work out for us and we were able to do it. Gracias a Dios. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It was hard. Breastfeeding was definitely one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life, but it was so well worth it. Um, If you can do it and you want to do it, more importantly, please do so. You have my full support. But also if it's something that does not call to you or just does not resonate, that's okay too. And you're no less of a human being for choosing not to do so. Um, but anyways, so we had Charlie and I was breastfeeding and that really helped me a lot with the weight. Um, I can't sit here and say like, yeah, if you breastfeed, it totally helps because I have had friends who they, it didn't help with weight, but then I've sat here and I've had people that it did. And I was one of the people that it did help. Um, But then I did get to work hard a little. I I started to slowly go back to the gym. I remember I started to do Pilates because um, my back was kind of really wrecked from having a C-section. And so I needed to rebuild those core muscles as well as just like my back was just like in a crappy place. Um, And then I started, I just continued to cycle. Cycle is something that I really enjoyed. And during pregnancy, I didn't like to cycle. I just walked a ton. Um, As a matter of fact, I was walking two miles every day. (laughs) And look, I still, you know, the wives' tails didn't work out for me. Still had a C-section. And um, so, yeah, I just, I worked hard at getting back to it little by little. And I just remember being so hard on myself after I had Charlie. I remember everybody wanted to take pictures. Everybody wanted to take family pictures, pictures of me with the baby, pictures of me and the baby and Drake, and so that they could share it to the rest of the family and all of the stuff. And I remember just being so cringe, like I, I just didn't feel good about it. And everybody kept saying, like, Sylvia, you look fine. Sylvia, you look fine. But I would look at those pictures and I would want to die. As a matter of fact, sometimes I still look at those pictures and I'm like, oh, I did look fine. But I remember the feeling I had when I looked at those pictures because it was such a strong feeling of cringe. And, but the most beautiful part, uh uh-oh, my son is waking up and is probably going to pick up the sound on this podcast. But the most important thing that I learned about this entire process is I I was just constantly re-reminding myself that sizes are just measuring standards in order to make clothes in the industry. They aren't the standards that I have for me. And I want to say that one more again. I continue to re-remind myself that sizes are measuring standards for the world. In order to distribute and make clothing, they aren't the standards that I have for myself. So 
even though a shirt says large, it's not a green light to be like, um, Sylvia, large and in charge. If a shirt says extra large, it does not give me the green light to beat myself up or to set myself at a shitty standard because that's how it makes me feel because somebody else set that standard. No. If I'm using those specific sizes and it's cute and comfortable and I feel some type of way, that's my standard. My standard is cute and comfortable, not the actual tag. And secondly, what goes with that is the the narrative that I write and replay in my head and when I look in the mirror or when I look at a picture of myself, or when I play back my IG stories. It's the narrative I write and replay in my mind of when I see myself. What narrative am I continuously saying? Am I saying, oh my gosh, I'm so cute. Or am I saying, whoop, like Anne Hathaway and Princess Diaries, whoop. This is as good as it's going to get with resentment and longing to look like something else. Instead of feeling cute, feeling beautiful, having acceptance of where you're at. And also reminding myself that like, I'm a work in progress. Whether you had a baby, whether you didn't have a baby, whether you're in the process of just losing weight, all of it, whether you're in the process of like just beginning a movement routine, what narrative are you choosing to tell yourself? Is it based on other people's standards? What are your standards? So I really just want to leave you with this. What are your standards? when you dress yourself and when you look at yourself in the mirror? What is the narrative that you're continuously saying? And when you look at those physical sizes, I just want to remind you, like, what does my size say about me? And I hope that at this point, I hope that the large means nothing. It means like I am cute and comfortable in my everyday wear. I am cute and sassy in this specific top. I am cute and exquisite. I am quirky and fun. I am sexy and confident. Those are what the things it should be saying about you. Not the standards that are put on by magazines and society and everything else. It should be the standards you set along with the narrative narrative that you continuously tell yourself. Nobody else. And so I know that I just left you guys with a lot of food for thought But I feel like this is a conversation that's been needing to be had because summer is here. 
And I know we're all thinking twice sometimes about what specific outfit we have on or the shorts that we would love to wear because it's hot outside, but do we actually wear them because it's hot outside? If you need to adopt my own standards of cute and comfortable, please do so. And I hope that this has motivated you to start to build a different narrative of what you tell yourself. Because as always on this podcast, we are encouraging and loving and amplifying living life a toda madre. So leave you with that food for thought. DM me. I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, screenshot this podcast. Share it. Send it to a homegirl. Do your thing on TikTok. Do your thing on IG. All of the social media platforms. I would appreciate it. Love it. And I appreciate you for taking the time to listen to this. So as always, your girl is signing off. Tu amiga, Sylvia Brands. And I'll see you on the next one.